Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome, everybody, to a uh, emergency podcast of sorts, a playoff preview. Um, I am your host, Banks. We are live once again uh, in your audio speakers. Uh, I am joined by the one and only Soup. Soup, welcome to the podcast. Hey, Banks. Good evening. Uh, I'm looking forward. Uh, it's playoff eve for our second uh, TMBSL playoffs. Uh, some interesting first-round matchups. Uh, looks like an, uh, one of any number of teams could win it, so I'm uh, uh, anxious to break it down and see uh, what you guys think, uh, who's got the advantage of each series, and uh, who you guys think are, are advancing. Yeah, it's a very exciting time of the year, uh, a 12-day grind, uh, 12 sims to get to the best, and now we've uh, made it to uh, the end of the rainbow of sorts, and um, we have a guest joining us tonight to help break down uh, the conclusion of our season, and that's uh, Dirt. Welcome to the podcast, Dirt. Hey, man, appreciate it. Uh, looking forward to speaking a little bit on the playoffs. Uh, second year in a row, I won't start fully healthy, but Hey, at least I'll I'll be ready for uh, the Mavs this year, hopefully. Hey, I, I mean, I, can we really even call Dirt a guest anymore? I mean, it seems like he's basically a permanent fixture at this point. Yeah, I guess we could uh, we'll make it official. This is like uh, back in the day when the NWO added his, its third member, member in Hulk Hogan, or Hall and Nash, and and. Dirt has now officially gotten the black and white T-shirt. So, yeah, Dirty's a part of our trio now. It looks like long-term. How's it feel, Dirt? Oh, it feels good. Um, you know, every, every podcast needs a draft guru. You know, I'm good at one thing and one thing only, and I try to uh, listen to you two on other topics. So uh, I'm here for the drafts and to, and to talk a little smack. But, and I appreciate you always letting me on, and I'm uh, – pretty fortunate for you guys that I let me be on this uh, podcast every week and I'm having a blast doing it. So I'm honored and um, I will accept your, your invitation and I'll take a, whatever you get me, whatever title or whatever name you want to give me like a third wing or I don't know, whatever you decide. I just, I'm just glad that y'all are nice enough to let, uh, to let me on and, and rainbow a little bit. Honeymoon's honeymoon's over bitch boy. Go get us some coffee, Rook. Yeah. Uh, go ahead, Dirt. I'm sorry about that. No, I was just saying I, I was going to go get that coffee. You, you like uh, cream, sugar? What do you <laughs> want, Stu? Hey, what's cream? Cream, anybody? Cream? Oh man! All right, well let's uh, let's dive into it, boys, because we want to give a nice thorough uh, look into the playoffs here. Uh, everybody is home or at work right now, probably tuning into this podcast uh, and, and wants to get some information on and, and some insight onto the playoffs. So um, 
obviously we have two Western Conference GMs on the other side of this. So let's let's dive in there and uh, let's start at the very top of, of the bracket with the Dallas Mavericks and they will face the Seattle Supersonics. So Tim Tim squad gets in there uh, an under 500 squad against you know, the top team in the West, uh, uh, Soup, you are the GM of the Mavs. We'll let you take the, the preview and take the lead here. Yeah, second uh, second year for me, a little more hard-fought. Hard uh, I mean, I, I ran away with the division uh, for the second year in a row, but I had to claw and gut my way to the number one seed again. I got real close there down the stretch, and I needed the Clippers' help and uh, beaten – I think he said he beat the Grizzly three times in the last 15 days. So that really helped me uh, in getting that number one seed with the Grizzly finishing just, uh, you know, one win behind me. Um, I played the Supersonics four times this season. Um, the first three were all in the in the first half of the season. Uh, since then, he's traded me Dickerson, his best player. So and I was, you know, I was able to go four no against him this season. Uh, my team is finally healthy going into the playoffs. I'll be firing on uh, full cylinders. Don't really have, see much of a chance for the Supersonics this round. They're just they're just not there yet. Uh, again, going up against a squad like mine, uh, he might get lucky and squeeze out a win. One in there, so I could see the series going 4-0, 4-1. Um, I mean, I should make pretty easy work of it. Yeah, I, I don't. Uh... I don't know how competitive this series will be, but Dirk, do you have any other additional insight into the series? Do you think uh, uh, those young Sonics can maybe pull off a game or two and give uh, Soup a little run for his money? No, unfortunately, I think even Tim would tell you there's really no shot. Way too many big men on the Mavericks, not enough talent in Seattle. Um, I would expect a 5-1 Five one four one four zero something like that. I, I don't see uh, I don't see the Sonics doing much here. All right, let's uh, let's go down to the other portion of that side of the bracket with the four five matchup, and uh, we have the Portland Trailblazers at forty eight and thirty four, uh, finishing the season seven wins out of their last ten, uh, going against uh, a Milwaukee Bucks team who's been searching after after the trade of Gates. Um, Dirt, I'll let you touch on that one first. Your thoughts on on that series? Yeah, this would have been a very interesting series um, if the Pucks wouldn't have traded off Bootsy and maybe made another trade instead. But um, they're both very similar. You've got two, you know, one, the Bucks have a really gr- good player in Gates, and Blazers obviously have Samson. So I'm not real sure who's going to win this matchup. You've got, you know, two really good players going at it. I would probably lean towards the Blazers with home court advantage. Um, you know, the Bucks they they got rid of in, they got rid of Bootsy, they really they've added Gates, and I just don't know if that's enough to get them a uh, a playoff series win in the first round. Unfortunately, uh, I think he kind of gave up day sixty, day ninety, and and um, yeah, that's about it. It it should be Blazers. Soup, do you see it any different? Yeah, I mean, I maybe see it a little bit different. I mean, I agree that the teams are close, and that's in, uh, you can tell that they both finished 48 and 34 on the season. Uh, the Bucks were a hot team there for a while and looking to be a scary out come the playoffs. 
but as mentioned, uh, Ian and Bootsy were both traded. Um, Trailblazers have a couple of good guys down low with Sampson, uh, all-rookie team Sampson, and then uh, the, the Bucks have a couple of players of their own in Gates and Clotrell Pope, who turned out to be a pretty great sign-in after there was some criticism early on in the uh, right after free agency last season. Uh, Gates, I think, is the best player in this series. Uh, I think the real wild card here is going to be Kelvin Sampson, the point guard for the Bucks. I think he's give it, going to give him that little, just that little boost that he needs in a series that's going to be close. Uh, they two and two on the season uh, each each game. Each uh, it looks like they every every home team won their all four games. So as Dirt said, maybe the seven game series, the home 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 team, the home field is going to come come into a factor. But I got. The Bucks just slightly better this series and win like a 4-3 series or something. Maybe still that game seven on the road. And you're, you're sleeping on old Drew Sparrow, who who took me to the Western Conference Finals soup. <laughs> you, uh, well, when he got signed in free agency, all you did was shit on it and talk about how people were going after your trash players. So I didn't figure you were too high on him. Yeah, that that's because that's that's very true, and I will not. Uh... <laughs> You're right, damn it! I was just giving you a hard time. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, Drew's not terrible. Samson's probably. I think he is better, but I just wanted to show some love to Drew from his performance in my uh, playoff run last season. So that's why I had to give the nod to Old Sparrow there for the Blazers to take the series. It should be probably our yeah, closest yeah. matchup matchup in the first round, so it'll be fun to watch. Yeah, you actually stole the words out of my mouth and out of the Western Conference. I think this is the most evenly matchup matched up team. They finished with the identical records at forty eight and thirty four. They finished uh, seven and three to finish the season, so they're as, as tight as they can. Um, obviously, too, we have a little split here between the Blazers and the Bucks. Soup going Bucks, Dirt going Blazers. I think uh, I'll side with the best player in the series and i will say the bucks sneak sneak one pass so i'm going to side here with soup this time around and say uh trophin his bucks get past the first round at least um so now let's go to the bottom half of the western conference bracket and we have the number two seed of vancouver grizzlies they're 65 and 17 finished uh eight and two in their last 10 and they are going to go head and head head to head with uh last year's uh, gm of the year coach of the year uh Andrew Luck and the Phoenix Suns, who are sitting at 42 and 40, struggling to get into the, into the playoffs at four and six in their last ten. Uh, Soup, your thoughts on how um, you know if how easy of a matchup this is going to be for old Juicy Boy? Oh, I mean, if you looked at the season series, uh, they actually split. Uh, so if you're looking at just in a vacuum at the season series, you would be like, uh oh, Grizz might be in some trouble. But that Grizz team, they're firing on all cylinders. They they finished really hot down the stretch. They're basically the same team they were last year, uh, a team that made it to the Western Conference Finals before losing to the Clippers. Uh, they were one game away from the from the uh, one seed this year. Uh, so they're every bit as good as the top team uh, in the West. So uh, Suns didn't really do much. They somehow got worse from last year. Didn't really add much to the superstar Luke May. Uh, it's another one might look like the Supersonics. Maybe they get still one game, maybe two games away. But uh, the Grizzlies should take 
take take care of the Suns pretty easily, you know, in a four one, four two type series. Dirt, do you see it going any other direction? Or is this gonna be a pretty open and shut series for the Grizzlies? Yeah, I won't get too much into the Grizzlies uh, a team after what um, Soup said. I'll probably discuss a little more when I meet him in the next round. But um, yeah, he, spoiler I alert. Think, <laughs> I think I think the Grizzlies are a really solid team. Um, they're solid from top to bottom. They got two twin towers that just put big men in foul trouble and win that way. And I just don't see the Suns matching up well. Um, we all know the regular season can be a little, you know, crazy with good teams losing to bad teams and, and stuff like that. So I think the Grizzlies should um, should get them about 4-1. I would, that's what my guess would be. Um, so they might win one game at home. Phoenix will. Unfortunately, I just well, – luck isn't around much, and he just didn't add to anything – didn't add anything to that team when he has uh, – a huge, um, all, you know, huge guy on, on that roster that's just dominating, and he, he needs a little help, and it's just not enough to to beat the Grizzlies. Yeah, I just want to point out here, like, last year it seemed like the Grizzlies were the darling. Never, he was the talk of the town. Uh, everyone thought he was going to be the team to represent the West. Uh, and kind of the opposite this year. No one really talked to him. Everyone was all Clippers, Mavs, Clippers, Mavs, and the Grizzlies quietly put together one of the one of the best seasons in the league. Um, so I don't know, maybe he gets a little, little reverse luck of what he had last year. No one's talking about him and he sneaks in there and uh, does some things this playoffs. And uh, let's, let's stay on the bottom half of this bracket and finish off the first round. And we'll stick here with you dirt as your Clippers finish 60 and 22 uh, on the season, eight and two in their last 10. And they will face, um, you know, your, uh, your pal, your buddy chap, and the Texas Chaparrals, who finished 47 and 35, seven and three in their last 10 games. Uh, I think you uh, spoiled the results of this series in your opinion, but go ahead and drop a little bit more knowledge on where how you see the series playing out into your advantage. There's no spoil. Everybody knows the Clippers are going to roll the Chaps. <laughs> but in all seriousness, actually, if if the chap if the Texas Chaparros didn't get rid of Didi, I would be a little more worried about the the series because I don't have Greek in, so it's um I'll be missing a key player and fortunately he kind of booted the season away getting rid of Didi and he could have really given me a fight if he had a full roster. So he's played me re- really well uh, this season. Even I think it might have been five games, you know, like game seventy seven, like I beat him by two points. So it, it, they're pretty um, close matchups when I do play them. Hines and Meeks um, really battle it out, and it seems like whoever has the better games pretty much wins this uh, the game. So it should be a, a pretty good series. I'd, I'd say probably go down to game six. Uh, I'll take it in six is what I would guess. But I, I would have been a lot worried if, if these uh, Western Conference teams didn't trade away so much talent this year. I will say this, um, there was rumor and innuendo out there that there might be a 50K bet, side bet here on who wins the series. Uh, have you approached Chap about putting some uh, Scrouse coin on the on the line? That was me and Trophy. Me and Trophy were debating if we played one another that 50K would be on the line. Me, but you know, Chap, he he ain't gonna he ain't gonna throw 50k on the line when he knows my team's better than his. He's smarter than Trophy, so 
<laughs> but no, it was Trophy. It wasn't Chap that me and him got into it for about 15 minutes when we were doing in-trade talks. And I was telling him how his team's junk and how Gates is overrated. And we uh, we started kind of talking crap back and forth and threw like a 50K bet on the line. But unfortunately, we didn't meet in the first round. So I can't I can't give him the hard time. So it, uh, that is funny that you remember that, though. Uh, soup, uh, easy work here for the for the Clippers, or do you think Dirt might have to sweat this one out a little bit? Uh, you know, the season series went 2-2, but, you know, three of those games were in the first 41 games of the seasons when <clears throat> the Chaparrales had DD before he moved them. Uh, Dirt was bitching in the game, the two-point game. That was actually on day 116 where the Clippers squeaked out a two-game victory or two-point victory. Uh, like I said, in, in comes back, I think, in, what, two days? So uh, Clippers are very close to be firing on on, full, on all cylinders. In my opinion, Clippers have the best team in the league, top to bottom, uh, when when healthy. Uh, Kennedy, Meeks, and Breshers, I mean, they can be a force down low. And if you can get – I mean, if you can get a few games together there where they're getting the Clippers big men's in foul trouble, I mean, that could definitely be, you know, something that turns the tide towards the Chaparrales. Ultimately, I don't think that happens. I do think Chaparrales are capable of taking one or two games here. So I'll go I'll, – I'll, I'll agree with Dirt. I think the Clippers uh, finish uh, – the win, win the series 4-2. to two. Ant Greek in is out eight days, by the way, Sue. Okay. So I'll miss okay. him the entire – I'll miss him the entire series. So. I think that could uh... – could keep the series interesting, that's for sure. Um, but as you guys have mentioned, a few of these Western Conference teams definitely sold off with Trophy and uh, Chap moving DD. And I think what could have maybe uh, pushed some of these series six games, maybe, um, maybe even further, um, kind of uh, given us a letdown here in the first round. I don't see a lot of uh, a, a lot of challenges to anyone outside of that four five series, and so. Um, you know, it will be interesting how that unfolds. Um, just to recap the first round here, uh, we are all in agreement with the Mavs winning that series. Uh, we are split on the Blazers and Bucks, and then we are all in agreement with Clippers and Grizzlies coming out of the bottom half of the bracket. So before we uh, – Let me chime you know, in right here real quick. I think it's worth yes, noting that, that what the Blazers and the Bucks have done, they've put together a nice young team, nice core. Uh so those guys are only going to be going up for the next few years with the Mavericks and Grizz and Clippers all, you know, sporting kind of older teams uh, here sooner rather than later. They'll be falling, falling to the mid-pack. So you could see teams like the Bucks and Blazers, you know, being one and two seed next season. So I just want to commend them. They're, they've been building a pretty, pretty good squad. and It's going to be interesting to see what they do moving forward. Yeah, we uh, especially with the Bucks, they have a lot of draft capital coming up, and they're gonna have some cap space. So, and they have a, an elite player on the roster as well. So, and you're right, there's there's some teams in the West that are bubbling and and you know a couple pieces away, and maybe some free agent luck. Like uh, a Eastern team got this offseason with the Cougars, and you know you're talking about uh, you know maybe in the conversation as a you know a top three seed next year. Um, speaking of the Cougars, let's uh, transition over to the Eastern Conference. Uh, start with the t- number one seed, the Philadelphia 76ers. Those baby Sixers, 68-14 and 14 on the season, 8-2 and two to finish the season. Um, and they will face first-round Indiana Pacers with Clyde the Glide. 
they finished 48 and 34, three and seven to finish the year. So they they are uh, one of the teams struggling into the getting into these uh, these playoffs. Uh, we'll go with Dirt first. Your thoughts on this series? Um, you know, we have some pretty young stars going head to head here in this in this matchup. Yeah, it's. Uh... I guess after seeing preseason, some would be pretty surprised at how well the Sixers did this season. Um, but I think some people would maybe forget the moves that, that you kind of um, added to them, bringing in Kemp, um, bringing in Didi, which I think is uh, two uh, really good players to go alongside your three rooks. It's uh, I guess there's no joke that you put the, put a good team together and, and you're 68 and 14 in one season. So Carr and Ellis are – Beast babies, I guess you could say. And uh, I just, the Pacers also have, you know, the rookie of the year. So it's, I think the Pacers are better than what even Hebes expected. He, I guess that two-man punch with St- uh, Staten and, and uh, Drexler really helped out this team. And the center or uh, power forward, uh, Fisher, really, I think was kind of a surprise this season. He, he really turned into a pretty good defensive um, a big. And Zobak's not not bad either. They're they're actually pretty decent, and they don't shoot the ball, and they don't do anything to mess up the team. So, even though the Pacers team's looking a lot better than we expected, the Sixers team's doing a heck of a lot better than we expected. It's just the Sixers are too too deep. They have too many pieces, and I just think that's going to be too much for the Pacers to overcome. I can see um, probably a, a six game series, four two Sixers uh, go off to the second round. Yeah, I, I mean, it's kind of hard to argue with the top top record in the league. Uh, I mean, you look at the, the the season series; they did split two uh, two two, but I mean, all those matchups came in the first half of the season. <clears throat> Banks has been able to to acquire uh, all star, all defensive team uh, Diamond or Demetrius Dimitri. I don't know how to say his last name, but a shooting guard for fairly cheap. And then add a a player in a uh, a young promising you know post player in Sean Kemp Jr. Who to this point I don't even think you've put him on the depth chart. So that's how good your team is. You can fuck around with a guy like that, and not even put him on your depth chart, and still win games. So I mean, he has Clyde Drexler, he has Staten, uh, both really good young players. Uh, does that give him a puncher's chance? Yeah. Do I think it'll it'll happen? No. Uh, Baby Sixers looking good. Uh, the future's future's bright, but right now is just as bright. Um, I got you winning, you know, four one series. I think they've got a uh, they're a little got a little bit of a chip on their shoulder after these season awards came out, and uh, Ellis and Carr didn't finish uh, in the in the in the first top three all league teams. And uh, the reports out of practice is uh, they're really fired up about it. Uh, they've doubled down. Uh, nose to the grindstone, really working hard in practice. Uh, and they want to come out in the playoffs and prove everybody wrong. Yeah, I will say this. Uh, it was it was quite the topic of conversation at practice at, in Philadelphia today when uh, the awards came out and and they were shunned across the board. And so no uh, no love for the rookies who uh, turned a pathetic roster last year into the best team in uh, sim 
best record. And so we will see how my little baby Sixers fare. I will say this, as the season has progressed, one thing that worries me is they tend to underperform against some really bad teams. And not to say that the Pacers are a really bad team, but, you know, I could see them dropping games that they probably shouldn't and making this a close series. Uh, one position that I really, sh- you know, the weakest position on my roster would be point guard. And that's, uh, you know, outside of Drexler, that that is uh, uh, Hebe's t- top spot there with Stanton. So that'll be a really interesting matchup, Gardner and Stanton. But, um, you know, ultimately, I, I agree with you, boys. I think uh, Sixers just too too deep and too good. And they will, uh, I have us 4-2 going on to the next round. Now, do you plan on changing things up on the depth chart? Are you finally going to do something with Kemp there? Or do you kind of don't want to fuck with what you have going on right now? Just going to let it roll as is? You know, um, I'm going to let it roll as is. I have a couple of ideas for um, certain matchups later on in the playoffs that I want to tweak my, my depth chart. But I think for round one, I'm not going to change too much. I think once I made the Kemp t- trade, I think I finished the season like uh, like 21 and two or something like that. So we were we were rolling, baby. So um, I don't really I don't really want to make too many changes here um, outside of the two clunkers that cost me 70 wins um, against two really shitty teams. Um, we're going to roll with what we have, and we'll see. Um, obviously, I'll try to keep my eye on the playoffs as they unfold. It might end up being uh, an event that goes down live during my dinner rush. So <laughs> I'll try to keep my phone as I'm answering phone calls and, and doing multitasking like a motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> with that, we'll go to the, the bottom half of the top, uh, bottom pairing of that uh, top half bracket, and we have the Carolina Cougars. A 20s team, uh, a team that took a significant jump uh, with a good draft and a great free agency. They finished 60 and 22, seven and three in their last 10, and they will play. Uh, they will face the Toronto Raptors with uh, M- league MVP Belov, 57 and 25 was their record on the year, seven and three to finish the season. Soup um, looks like to be a very competitive matchup on paper. Your thoughts on how this series ends up? Oh man, it's uh this is kind of like the four or five series in the West. I think this is gonna be perhaps one of your closer matchups. I'm just out of for whatever reason, I'm not sold on the Raptors. I um I mean he finished fifth seed of uh, fit fifty-seven and twenty-five. a uh, little bit worse than he did last year. He's got the rate he's got the MVP on his roster. But just looking at that roster, I don't think I don't consider it elite. I mean, I could be wrong. Obviously, he's he's doing well. I just don't think it's a title contender. I really like. I think he's on a he's that's a team that's on their way down to the middle of the pack, while the Cougars are a definitely budding budding team. Uh, I really like what they have down low. I'm a big fan of teams that just have monsters down low. I think the best way to win games is to get those kind of guys that get other teams in foul trouble, and you're able to capitalize on it. During the season, they split two and two. Uh, they really haven't played since day 71, but on day 71, the Cougars won 139 to 111. <clears throat> so it's going to be a really interesting matchup to see if um, Magnifico or whatever his name can can match up down low with Sharar, uh, Chief, and Stipnanovich. Um, I don't know. It's uh, I could be wrong on the Raptors, but I think the Cougars walk away with this, you know, 4-1, 4-2.
Dirt, uh, how close is this series, in your opinion? See, if you're a numbers guy, and most of y'all know I'm not, but if you look at the Fracks, the Cougars, you know, are number three, number four in Fracks, and they are the fourth seed in the East. And I'm just too much of a fan of their, you know, their four bigs. And I, I have a team that does inside offense. I witnessed just big men failing out at a very high level, and he has four of them. And, you know, you look at the Raptors, and he's got one good big man. And that guy might get fouled out. In, you know, he might only get 25 minutes, 75% of the games that they play. And I think that's going to kind of be the Achilles heel of the Raptors. And I just don't know if they've got the depth at the center power forward position to really compete with them. I know the Raptors have the MVP, and I know they have a couple of good wings, like d and Shout saying that he thought Wrecker was was underrated, but he shoots 48% at 25 points per game. That That's not a very good efficiency when you think of all the other elite wings in the league. So I just I don't think that the Raptors have enough. I know this is going to be their last dance, and – we might see Bellov on another roster after this, uh, you know, disappointing first round loss. Yeah, I forgot to mention there. Uh, they were able to pick up. D-Lab was able to pick up Antitomic from the from the Timberwolves around the trade deadline. I mean, he's not elite, but he's another body to add down though. So maybe he's able to make a difference in this series. It definitely gives him, you know, six fouls to play with. Uh, so. You know, I hate not giving the Raptors credit because, I mean, they, if you on paper, they really are a good team. It's just <clears throat> I'm really in love with, with teams with big men, and uh, that's something that the Cougars got going for them. Yeah, I think uh, they're definitely going to have to rely on Belov just to play out of his mind to get out of this series. Um, I've seen 20s team, you know, I've watched them closely throughout the year. Those big guys just are absolute sledgehammers and um you know i don't know uh, i think soup touched on it there's not a lot of faith in toronto uh, i think it just seems like they on paper are good but i just think that they may be just uh, uh ascending down and with that in mind you see that delop has already put waivers there's rumors and in window and 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 the the trade rumors are swirling that bell off and and a lot of those core members may be shipped off this off season with uh, an eye to the future so um you know, I'll, I'll go with uh, I'll go with uh, the Cougars advancing as well. So that'll be three for three on the podcast. All of us have a twenty squad advancing. It's also worth noting. I touched on it a little bit the last podcast in passing. Uh, Eric had ran a at one point in the season ran a you know test him throughout to the end, and he had mentioned in shout that the Cougars made the the sim league finals. So I mean, there could have been some stuff that happened during the season for that to happen, but I mean, take that for what it's worth. Eric ran us in. The Cougars made the finals, so he's definitely he's definitely capable of going on a run like that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, as we mentioned on the last podcast, we congratulated him on his fake sim league title, the first announced of the year, um, of sim 6.0. So we'll see if he can uh, match the fake sim with reality here. Um, let's go to the bottom half of the East bracket with the number two seed, Charlotte Bobcats, uh, 63 and 19 GM Odin's kind of, uh, not done much with the roster, minor tweaks here and there, but just kind of stand pat with the, the team that made the, uh, Sim League finals last year. 
They finished, uh, as I said, 63 and 19, 8 and 2 in their last 10, and they will match up with the Washington Bullets. Uh, Bullets finished 49 and 33, 5 and 5 in their last 10, so just 500 limp into the, the playoffs. Um, Soup, your your thoughts on this series? Yeah, I mean, you kind of mentioned it, the, the Bobcats, whether they were just stepped away on cruise control or really didn't have the assets to move around. Uh, they kind of brought back the team they had from last year, kind of one last hoorah before uh, I think Odin has mentioned that maybe tearing down that team and building another winner around Estes. Uh, so they still got the, you know, the same guys from last year. They've got Mitchell, they've got Blackman, they got Estes. I mean, that's as good as any trio in the league. Uh, they were able to get Sean James back, who's been <clears throat> he, what he was last year for those guys. And uh, they lost, uh, who was the who they lost? That played over for uh, was it uh Muldrow. the Muldrow. Golden State Muldrow lost Muldrow was able to pick up Taylor, who really hasn't been much of a drop off. So uh, he's got kind of the same setup as last year, uh, like finished second in the East, very commendable record. Um, really went three and one against the Bullets this year. Uh, the Bullets, I mean. Bullets have, I guess, a puncher's chance. They got, they got Buford. Um, they got Hank Gathers, who somehow improved on last season and, got, and has gotten better as much as Dirt maybe not want to want to admit it. Uh, but I think the Bobcats are just going to outclass the Bullets here. I see them winning, you know, four, four, one, four, two, and advance into the next series. And Dirt, does uh, your Hank Gathers? Does he have anything? Can he? Can you put up any kind of fight against Estes and company? Funny you say he got better this season suit because he got more upgrades than he should have on accident, I think. <laughs> I think he might have put an extra plus five into his jump shot and made him plus 35 upgrades. So maybe that's why he got better. But no, in all seriousness, um, I think gathers yeah, he had be potential. I, I wasn't expecting him to fall off or I knew he was going to be a really good player. There's a couple of reasons why I um, I traded him. One, I'll, I'll probably keep to myself. Two, I just wanted more. I, I was too far all in at that time, and I didn't think I was better than the Mavs, so I needed to shake things up. But, no, they have a two-headed monster, the Bullets do. Um, you know, unfortunately, they, they lost Sharar. If he could have gotten Sharar in this free agency, man, I, this East is just so stacked. That's why I kind of feel bad about the Raptors and the Bobcats. They they had some really good creation drafts and unfortunately used up quite a bit of assets to where they couldn't improve anymore. And these new rookies came in and just really uh, took, a, took a toll on both of their teams. It's, it's kind of um, the Bobcats are like the perfect 2.0 type of offense where you have your non-scoring defensive bigs and some really good, you know, point guard play with, with Estes and, it's just unfortunately in 6.0 right now. I feel like your money's made in the paint, so we'll see what happens down down the road with the Bobcats. But it's just, it's. I think the point guard position with Mitchell is just gonna make the Bobcats too difficult for the Bullets. The Bullets beat me a couple of times late in the season, so I know the Bullets are 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 good and still has a chance. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put any money on this series. I think that's how close it's gonna be. If I had to guess, I'd, I'd almost say it's going to be go down to game seven. I think this might go down to game seven, and the two-headed, you know, wings that, that the Bullets have can 
think maybe they'll get a shot in game seven to win, but the Bobcats should take the series with a top five player on their roster in Estes. Yeah, it definitely seems like a wing matchup here. It's going to be played out on the perimeter, but I just, uh, I'm agreeing with you guys. Uh, if we're talking about a game that's going to be a series determined by the wing play and the point guard play, it's hard to beat the Bobcats in that category. So uh, chalk prevails here. And uh, we'll go to the next matchup, bottom half of that uh, pairing, and that's the Atlanta Hawks, who finished 62-20. and 20. JHB uh, was heavily criticized before the season started for his uh, Kenny George trade, but um, it has resulted in him, uh, you know, jumping all the way up to the third seed. Um, you know, his team struggled early, but he course corrected and, and his team's been playing excellent. Uh, like I said, 62, 27 and three in his last, uh, 10 and they play, um, you know, maybe one of the most disappointing teams in the East this year, um, for a lot of reasons. Uh, and that is the Orlando magic. And I'll let you guys touch on that, but they finished 49 and 33, five and five, uh, entering the playoffs. So not really clicking on all cylinders. Uh, Dirt, I'll let you go into that series first. Yeah, I'll I'll start with the Magic. It it was just an unfortunate unfortunate circumstance, and we kind of (laughs) had to break the news to Scrouse about Dino and why he didn't try to save him from retiring and and the whole bird, Bird Years thing. And he's, you know, losing the Defensive Player of the Year is a pretty big deal. And... Unfortunately, Ren just didn't get the TC that that he was hoping for, and it's just the the big man is the big man on this roster is just not very good. They've they've tried to to patch it up, and it's just um, unfortunately not not enough to get 50 wins in the East. The East is just really good this year, and I just don't know. The roster is just lacking, and he just had a bad TC. It just happens sometimes, and. He put all his money in creation drafts, and he is, you know, Scrouse has discussed what he might have done wrong in the past, and I think he understands and, and move forward when he gets some assets. And the the Hawks, I, I'll, like Soup said, oh, Derek probably won't say he was wrong, but I was wrong about the Hawks. I, I was a big, you know, I, I wasn't a huge fan of Larry Brown. I thought he was a good backup point guard. Um, I thought the point guards would, would actually be a little <clears throat> bit more important in in this uh, 6.0 but they're really not and george has played really well really good percentages he's the hawks beat me twice in the last like 15 days i I couldn't beat them uh really like kenny george shut down king and it was just devin williams and and hines are are very similar just williams is a lot younger They're, they're very similar players great percentages can get people in foul trouble a lot and that's why the Hawks are going to win this series. They just, I think LeBron Nash might be the best creation draft uh, guy. I think he might have even been a better pick than Moala, as much as I, just because he's make he's 29, he's making $10 million the next four years with 27 points per game on 53%. Like that's, that's crazy. That was an amazing creation draft guy. I don't know how he plugged him out in the second round and, He's a he can be a mentor. He, he's just a it's just a really good team, and I think that uh, they're going to take the the magic in five. Yeah, I don't really think there's there's not an as, aspect of this series that Dirt really didn't touch on just there. You long winded son of a bitch. Um, yeah, like he mentioned, we kind of saw the the magic downfall in real time as 
as we he heard all he learned on air that what he he should have brought Dino back and and he didn't do so and then for just from there his team regressed uh like you mentioned uh like Peppers got worse seems like Omar got worse Coda got worse uh Ren didn't have the TC that he was hoping for so he's just been you know fighting to keep his head above water most of the season uh just I mean, he tried to make a couple moves here and there, small moves to help improve his team, but the, the East is just too strong this season. Uh, we'll say this about the Hawks. They have to be the most underrated team in, in Sim League. Um, Devin Williams, LeBron Nash, Dakota, those are probably three of the top five most underrated players in the league. And you take those guys who in Nash and Williams are just superstars, and you added a defensive stopper in Kenny George. Uh, and you got a serviceable point guard in Larry Brown. Uh, this guy, this this is the kind of team I think is built for for a championship. Uh, they kind of do everything. They score at a great rate, great efficiency, play some defense. Uh, a little bit high on the turnovers than what I would like, um, but you know they're they're around a two to one assist to turnover ratio team. Uh, block block a lot of shots, a lot of steals. Um, 1-3-1 series uh, against the Magic this season. Uh, the Magic were able to, looks like, scrape by a one-point one win, uh, one win on day 117. Uh, I, mean, I, just, I don't think the Magic will have anything for the Hawks this series. They might pull out one game. I, I got the Hawks advancing 4-1. to one. Yeah, if you, um, it's kind of funny uh, looking at predictions and everything along those lines. I, I also have the Fall Hawks advancing in, in pretty easily. Um, you know, last year it was basically chalk with a, a toss-up game in the East. This year it looks like it's basically it's chalk with uh, a toss-up game out West between the Blazers and the Bucks. So uh, a year goes by and, you know, the competitiveness, it still looks like it's pretty top-heavy on both leagues here. Um, so as, as some talent uh, gets into the league and, um, you know, free agency, you know, plays its magic another year, hopefully we start to get a little bit more competitiveness in those four, in those five, six, seven, and eight seeds, uh, both in the West and East. Even though the East is pretty strong, it's just those, you know, t- those three, four teams are really, really good. Um, let's uh, travel back out West and let's uh, hit up these uh, final four teams. Uh, I, we, we all picked the maps to win that series and we, uh, split on the Bucks and Blazers, but I think, uh, we can all agree that the Mavs would be a heavy favorite regardless of who they face here in the second round. Um, once again, I'll, I'll let Supa uh, take the lead here cause it is his squad and see how he thinks his team. Met. Yeah, man, I got, I was really fortunate. The Bucks decided not to go all in this year and, you know, pull a player like, Hines from the Clippers, if he could have got that done, because I would have been really scared to face that team in the playoffs. Uh, even without, you know, Blazers and Bucks, both have players that if they get hot at the right time, they can definitely uh, look for an upset, you know, in a series. Uh, my team is t- more talented on paper, but when you have a Samson or a Gates and a Pope, um, on your roster, I mean, anything's possible. You never know with the RNG luck. Um, but for prediction's sake, I just, I, I mean, all my team's healthy. As long as I don't lose any more players due to injury, uh, I should move on pretty convincingly in this series. I could see the, 
I think I'll be playing. What did I say? I said I said the Bucks. So I think Bucks maybe still a game or two at home, but I, I walk away with a four two four two series win. Uh, yeah, Dirt. On the other end here, you had uh, the Blazers advancing against the Mavs um, with Samson, you know, leading the way there for the Blazers. Do you think they have a puncher shot here against the Mavs, or you kind of uh, breezing by the Mavs? Uh, Mavs breezing by once again. I just think the Mavs are are so deep. They have three really solid bigs, and they've got Bootsy and just Papa and. Craft. There's just too many guys there, and unfortunately, the the Bucks or the Blazers are just too top heavy with one or two stars. And as much as RNG is is wild, it's it's not that wild. I think um, if if the Mavs can stay healthy, they should take this series in in five games, four five or six games. I would assume maybe four one Mavs. Yeah, I would say that uh, Mav Dallas fans at home. They uh they're not gonna have much to sweat about these first two series. I think uh I'm in agreement with all you gentlemen. Mavs take this to advance to the Western Conference Finals for the second year in a row. Uh, but uh, the main event, I guess, uh, for this uh, this final four teams is the Clint Grizzlies and the Clippers. Um, these are you know these are two of uh, the three mainstays in the West for the last two years. Uh, dirt. Um, Soup has complimented your team as the most talented team when healthy in the league. Uh, your thoughts on how you match up with the, the Grizzlies this time around? Yeah, before I break it, break down the Grizzlies, I just, or the Clippers, I just want to say, I, I really think any of these teams can win. Both of these teams have a chance at winning. Um, just if I can get Greek in healthy and get moving, I think I've got a good chance, even though I'm not, you know, home court. I've I've only had Greek in on my team for two games the entire season and I've been injured and I think I almost flip-flopped what the Grizzlies were last year. The the Grizzlies had injuries throughout and that's why they they didn't have 65 games like me last season and I've just been able to beat them the last three times I played them. So, and I also beat them last season without Pee-wee. So, I'm just assuming that if I can beat them without Pee-wee, I bring the same team back with a little more depth. And it's literally the same team because I have four guys that came back from Germany. I should be able to win. So we'll see. I think the Grizzlies still have like two of the best big men in the league. Their field goal percentages are amazing. They're well, I think they're almost nearly 60 points per game between the two big men. And that that's outrageous. His field goal percentage as a team is tremendous. So I'm not gonna say I'm gonna go and, and win in five or anything. Um, but I think I can pull it out in seven. Last year I won in Game Six, so hopefully, being the um, being they have the home court, hopefully I can take some games from them and and end up winning the series. Yeah, man, this is the this is the, one of the series I'm most interested in. Uh, just after what happened last year and the Grizz having just that disappointing series against the Clippers when when they were missing Pee Wee, kind of a head scratcher looking back on it. Uh, really no explanation. You know, both teams bring back basically the same squads. They just just so talented, so deep, uh, just really no weak spots top to bottom. Um, Dirt said either one of these teams could win. I mean, it's it's I mean, you could make an argument for either team. You can make an argument that either either of these teams is the best in the West. 
Um, I think the real advantage that the Clippers have over the Grizzlies is going to be the point guard position. Uh, Pee Wee's finally healthy. Uh, get a full series of him against the Grizzlies this time. I just, the pair of Luigi. I just, he's, I mean, he's solid. Um, but he's just, he's not at the, at the level of a, of a someone like Pee Wee. And I think Pee Wee's going to eat him up in the playoffs. Uh, the only way I think Grizzlies advance here is if we get the, you know, those dominant big men down low, getting the Clippers in foul trouble. And, uh, you know, all you need is four wins of a seven game series. So that's definitely possible. Uh, I think I see this game going seven. Uh, that all too important home 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 court advantage uh, kind of sits in the back of your mind. Is it going to be playing a factor? But ultimately, I think the Clippers are just talented, too talented. And I got them winning four three and advancing to the Western Conference Finals. Yeah, I, uh, you guys all touched on fantastic points. Um, one thing I said a few days ago in shout on the board is I uh, I thought like up to six, maybe seven teams could be title contenders this year. Um, the Clippers and the Grizzlies are for sure in that group of six. Um, you know, so we're, this could easily be a, <laughs> we're talking about a semifinal here, but we could literally, these teams are good enough to be uh, in a seam league finals. So this is going to be top of the line, uh, creme de la creme, you know, going at it. You guys, you know, both thought this is probably a seven game series. I actually agree with you guys as well. It's going to be a seven game series, but I'm going to say that that home court advantage will pay off for Drews. I think the injuries that Dirt had catch up to him because it's it's extremely tough to to win that seventh game on the road. So I will say that the Grizzlies uh, pull out, uh, pull this series out, but after seven games and thanks to the home court advantage. Um, and I say and I think that's the that's the end of the window, the last ride for the Clippers, and they get off here before uh, a rematch with the Mavs in the finals. Um, let's transition and and go out east. Um, and uh, hit that semifinals up, and we have uh, Sixers and the Cougars. Um, you know, two teams that I don't think were in on anybody's radar prior to the offseason last year about making this type of leap. But now you're talking about two of the, you know, top maybe five, four or five teams in the league. Um, and so this is going to be an epic matchup. Um, Soup, I'll let you touch on it first. Your thoughts on Sixers Cougars. Yeah, I mean, I think on paper you're you're the more complete team. Um, you have, I mean, you're across the board. I think you have maybe more more of a complete team. But the Cougars, man, they just with all that firepower down low, it's going to be interesting to see what you do with Kemp because I think this is when you'll start to see you tinker with your depth chart involving Kemp. Uh, if Carr and Kemp can ha- handle their own. Down low against that, you know, that foursome of the, you know, the quadruple towers down low that the Cougars have, um, we could be in for an interesting series. Um, your guys are going to have no problem scoring, I don't think. I just, man, I just, I, I, I've said it for like maybe five times on this cast. I'm just, I've fallen in love with, you know, teams that are just built around that inside offense and the, you know, the, 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 the sledgehammers. I think you caught it down low. Um, ultimately, I think. Even though you're probably a better team, I just think you're maybe too young, too inexperienced this go around. 
which is it was which isn't a big deal. You're I mean you're going to be a mainstay in the Eastern Conference for you know the next five ten seasons. Uh, but I got the Cougars advancing here in an upset. Uh, take seven games. I'll probably say seven games four three advancing to the Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, Dirt, how do you see this uh, series going? Obviously, it'll be a tight one. Yeah, this is probably the most uh, intriguing matchup of the entire playoffs. You can argue that both of these teams are one and two, uh, respectively, when when you look at talent level. And it is pretty funny when you say, looking back before the draft, before free agencies, and saying that these two teams would, would be top five teams next year is pretty wild. I guess it, it just shows um, what free agency and what the draft can do for you in one year. So uh, I, I won't say too much. Talk about your beast babies. And I just think the fracks are, might show me a little more than, than what, what I'm looking at on the rosters. I'm a huge fan of Ellis. I'm a huge fan of Carr. As much as I love the Cougars, I just think getting Dee, Dee and Kemp is just too much to add to those rookies and uh, the Sixers pull one out in game seven and the home court advantage really, uh, really helped the Sixers uh, make it. Yeah. You uh, point out home court advantage. And I think it's going to be paramount in the series. Um, I I said all year long that the team I had my eye on the entire time and how was shifting and positioning and making trades and, and looking forward to, were at least in the East was to 20s team in the Cougars. Um, I early on I saw when we matched up his big men absolutely crushed uh, Mike Bowl and and Spivey and company. And so I I knew I needed to make a little bit of an adjustment. I also knew I needed to get a little bit better on the wings because that was a spot that he wasn't very good at. Um, and so, you know, the additions of DD and the addition of Kemp was with that in mind. I really loved what I saw out of Kemp. Not that he, um, you know, was dropping like 25 and 10 against the Cougars, but he was uh, enough of an impact and enough of a force to get uh, the Cougars in foul trouble the couple of times that we played, or at least the one time that uh, I, I for sure saw them um, match up there towards the end. And so uh, that was promising. Uh, I think it's going to be seven games. I'll be a ball of nerves watching this series unfold. Um, but ultimately, I think uh, I think we will get past this round. But I think the winner of this matchup, whether it is the Sixers or whether it is uh, 20s and his Cougars, I think the winner of this matchup goes in uh, goes on to win uh, the Eastern Conference and plays uh, someone out west. Um, but with that being said, I'm rolling with the Sixers at least to get to the next round. Um, and and carried a little bit further. Um, in the next matchup out east, we have the Bobcats, which all three of us picked to win, going against the Hawks, which was also a sweep in predictions. Um, you know, two really really solid teams, uh, built a little bit differently, but um, you know, really good in their own respects. Dirt, I'll let you tackle that uh, matchup first. Yeah, this is like I said, the Hawks um, really surprised me this season. They, they've been – and they, they really um, – George really made that team a lot better than I thought it was going to. He, they, I guess that him going into the center position, getting those two blocks, being a good defensive guy and good percentages guy really really is that important. I guess it um, it's, it's, a, it's a matchup where you're going to have Larry Brown going against uh, Mitchell, which is a great point guard, and 
man, Nash just destroyed me when I played him. Like, Drazen couldn't hold a candle to that guy. So, depending on how Estes plays defensively, I think the Hawks have a really good chance of beating the Bobcats. The just the big men on the Hawks are just so good, and the Bobcats' big men are just so meh. Like, they just – you don't even know what their post-D is or anything. You're not even really sure if they're good – defensive guys they might just be like they just can't shoot so man it's a really close series the east is just so good from one through four any any team can win any given day but i'm gonna pick the bobcats just because i know they've been there and they've done it yeah these two teams they split during the regular season uh two and two both games winning uh both teams winning their two games at home uh, what's funny about the series is uh, only one of the games, and that was the first game, day day 26, finished uh, within single digits. So you've kind of seen, uh, you know, each team blow out the other team. So you, you, you really don't have a good feel of what's going to happen onto the playoffs. It, it might be one of those series where uh, I think me and Clippers kind of had that kind of series last year where each any time the team won, it was like, a, you know, a double-digit blowout. So uh, – I mean, I just, it's going to be tough. Uh, you, like you definitely said it. They are built different ways. Uh, the Bobcats definitely got more invest, you, you know, in their one through three, while the Hawks kind of have, you know, even, almost even balanced, you know, lineup throughout the whole way, you know, with with two guys, uh, with, with the three and four guy being the dominant, dominant ball handlers and scorers there. Um, I'm big on the Hawks this year. Uh, they've really impressed me. The George edition has been everything on the defensive end. Uh, I think we have a upset here as well, uh, if you want to call it that. I think we have the the three seed Hawks move on in a seven game series uh, and win four three. Dang, I I thought I was going to come in here and drop that bomb and 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 be the lone Hawks uh, supporter here, <laughs> but uh, Soup uh, beat me to it and he is uh, he's on the Hawk bandwagon. Um, I will say this, I I, I think that. Um, especially out east and when you look at uh, the records of the top teams um you're talking about teams that took care of business at home um you know the sixers only lost two games at home all year 39 and 2 the bobcats weren't too much uh worse at 38 and 3 um and sue points out that uh there were some blowouts in most of the matchups so i think if one team can pull an upset on the road that will be the team that wins the series. I'm going to bank that uh, Atlanta has enough down low to be that team that pulls off that upset. And I think Atlanta wins uh, the series in in seven games. So uh, that would give us a matchup, uh, you know, uh, coming out east that is split between the podcast. Um, you know, we uh, it, it's the east is a very tight knit uh, uh, group. And, and obviously, uh, we we differ uh, here on the podcast on how it will break down. Let's stay here in the East since we we have our um, Eastern Conference Finals, and we'll we'll let Dirt chime in first. Dirt, you have um, the 76ers in the finals against uh, the Bobcats. So uh, your thoughts on that? How this series winds out, in your opinion? Um. Yeah. With the, I'll just speak on the Bobcats real quick. Is they have the same team. It's it's you can argue an injury kind of derailed them while they were on their way for a championship. 
Um, that's RNG. That's the way luck goes. But I just, unfortunately, the creation, it's almost the creation draft guy versus the rookies guy. And the way that these rookies turned out in 3001 is it's just they're, they're going to be too difficult. They're going to be too good. I think Carr is going to have a field day. And unfortunately, I, I just think that number one seed is so important when it comes to how close these four teams in the East are. I think, like I said, I think any – I won't be surprised if the Bobcats go to the finals again because they're, it's just they have two great players in Mitchell and, and uh, Estes. They're just they're, – they're very high-efficient guys. And when you look at the other side of the court, Ellis is a super high-efficient guy. But unfortunately, with, with Sixers getting the one seed, I have to lean towards them. And, you know, with that, if the Sixers win, B.A. can win the, the regular season competition, or you know. So it's funny that we all make 20s had to throw B.A. under the bus, and now he can win a prediction contest because those baby Sixers took him to the finals and won or whatever, you know. So it'll be, it'll be pretty interesting to see, um, see how the Sixers do against the Bobcats. But I think they pull it out in seven. Yeah, um, Soup, we'll, we'll transition over to you. You have a little bit of a different Eastern Conference Finals with the Cougars matching up against the Hawks. Um, your thoughts on how those two match up and, and who comes out of the East? Yeah, you mentioned to just home, home, home court advantage and it just meeting so much in the East this year and how well all the teams did at home. Uh, got another situation here with the Hawks and Cougars. They split the season series 2-2. Uh, each game, you know, each team again taking two – the two wins at home. Uh, it's just going to be a battle, a uh, battle of attrition down low, watching those four big men of the Cougars go go, go against George and Devin Williams down low, uh, throwing some LeBron Nash. It's, it's going to be a really fun matchup. Um, Cougars, I think, are just lacking maybe a little bit too much in the front court. To, uh, well, maybe not the front court, but like, like you know, like the small, like the, they're missing a wing and probably a point guard uh, to be able to, I think, hang at this level. Um, just I'm in love with the Hawks this year. I'm going Hawks, man, in the seven game series. That is is quite the run here for these these Hawks, you know, from uh, being laughed out in shout over uh, the Kenny George trade all the way into the Sim League Finals for Soup. So uh, JHB is is got uh, Soup on that bandwagon and, and he's holding on tight. Uh, let's go ahead and, and get some. Uh, let's get the Real matchup quick. here for the league fine. Yes, sir. Real quick. I mean, I just I think what's crucial to mention here is JHB. Him and the team went on a, a week long vacation and they're well rested. They got their mind right uh, and they're ready to come back for the playoffs and uh, and take care of business. <laughs> Speaking of taking care of business, we have the Mavs, uh, all three of us selecting them in the West. Uh, they are uh, the defending Western Conference champion, Supa. Uh, you have them matching up against the Clippers um, in a rematch of last year's Western Conference Finals. Um, your thoughts on how that matchup plays out? Yeah, Dirt and I talk about this a lot, and we go back and forth. And I don't know if we're, it's a little tongue-in-cheek if we're just trying to jinx each other if we really believe what we're saying, but I really do believe that the Clippers are the better team here. Uh, he'll, by the time he gets to my series, you know, knock on one, he should be healthy. And he just, anytime his bigs play against my bigs, they just absolutely destroy them. Um, I got, was very fortunate last year that he was dealing with injuries. Uh, 
both to Pee Wee and Drazen. And I, I think that helped me last year in Vanton to the finals. I don't think I'll have such luck this year. Uh, I know he'll he'll come on here and talk about how good my team is, but I just I don't think it's at the level that his is. So I got him winning, uh, actually probably in six. I think got him winning four two. Wow, dirt! Is this a little bit of sandbag in here by soup, or are are you uh, agreeing with uh, your 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 BFF over here, and uh, you are you riding your Clippers into the finals? Yeah, the the Mavs are very overrated. I don't know why he listened to me all year. He shouldn't even have. I don't know why he wasted away those, you know, Scrouse bucks just to get Bootsy. What a terrible trade that was. But no, and his team is so deep. I think that's what frustrates me the most when I look at the Mavs roster, is because he's he's done more with less asset wise, and it's just frustrated me the last few days. I, I've, I've been I've done my best to try to build my team, and I think both of our teams are so similar that for us to beat one another, we need to have depth. I you know I can't have David Lighty playing 30 minutes to beat the Mavs, so I traded him, and we've both been tweaking our teams and just trying to get the upper hand. And I feel like he's he's done a good job of of building the depth and and um, doing what needs to be done, the little things. And he has uh, a better backup point guard than me. He has a better backup center. He has really good wings now. I was hoping with him losing his boy shooting guard last year that maybe I'll have a chance if I bring my team back. But And like I said, I think he still would have beat me if my team was healthy last season. I think the one seed is just so important in the West, and he takes it, unfortunately. And now my last dance will be over. I won't get the documentary. I'm spending all this money on cameras. I've been giving Winfred King like eight balls every other day to keep him hyped up you know, because we didn't have Greek in. And I think all that, all the practice and all the, the discussions of trying to come back and get our redemption tour is just going to come to an end. Yeah, I just want to point out another thing that you mentioned the frustration of seeing me trade or what, stuff like that. But uh, I, I think it was kind of interesting to see how we were trying to one-up each other. You know, we went a whole week there where, uh, it, like, you kind of went back and forth on what you were going to do. Then you would make a move and you'd be like, okay, I'm all in. And then I would make a move, and you're like, oh, fuck this, I'm selling again. And then you'd make a move, and you're like, okay, I'm back in. Um, I thought that was really fun to watch that, that, that all that play out. So, Banks, before you get into your finals prediction, I know you got different teams. I want you to kind of weigh in on this matchup and, it, and what it was like seeing that kind of back and forth between the two squads and, you know, acquisitions. Yeah, it's actually I'm glad that you uh, let in with that conversation and that talking point, because as a fly on the wall, uh, hanging out with you guys via text messaging and doing the podcast and chatting before and discord, etc. The competitiveness between you and dirt is um, is one one thing to behold. Like I am a competitive guy and it's just amazing to watch you two guys back and forth, back and forth, make a move. One guy moves the chess piece here. The other one makes a counter move. And then the drama behind it. Cause like when, when soup would make a, a good move, um, you know, the devastation that dirt would feel. And then he'd pick up his pants and he'd uh, pick himself up off the ground and say, fuck it. I'm going to make another move. And then soup would be like, God damn it. You know, like fucking dirt is just making so many, so many things. And it, it was just, 
it was amazing. It really was really fun to watch you guys just battle it out and make make moves, make moves, make moves. And I'm just here like Thomas, the little engine behind here and making tweaks on my end. But just the I just it was fantastic watching you guys and just the, the emotional roller coaster, the competitiveness to watch you guys even discuss trades with other guys in discord and and the way you you guys go about um, becoming smooth operators and, and getting deals done. Um, is also fun to listen to and, and, and take a bird's eye view. I, I highly encourage everybody to um, hop into those uh, those Discord chats late at night, especially once we're able to start trading players again when when the draft is completed and, and the season and free agency rolls out. Um, you know, they're fun nights. They're late nights sometimes. But, um, you know, you get to see, you know, the minds of elite, maybe the two best. No, fuck it. The two best GMs out West. Um, you know, going toe to toe. This is this is fucking Rocky and uh, Creed. You know, these are these are the creme de la creme, man. And it's been a pleasure just to watch it from like like I said, a little fly on the wall. Dirt. I know you wanted to chime in, so go ahead, my man. Just uh, real quick, it was I did not want to trade my one point five because you know I wanted the draft. I wanted to have some assets for the future and a young player, but. After freaking soups deals, I I finally threw the hell Mary to try to get Bell off with that 1.5. And the whole time I was like, I don't want to do this, but this is my last dance. I gotta beat soup. I can't let this guy take me down one more time. Like, I'm I was so frustrated when he went all in when I did. I hate that we're both in the West. It's it frustrates the heck out of me. But it it's all love. But I thought it was pretty funny that I actually just like last ditch effort threw a Hail Mary for Belov and unfortunately it didn't, it didn't pan out, but I was a little glad because I was a little worried that my team still might not, you know, win with Belov. That, that's how much I like um, the Mavs. I will say this, um, you know, Su- uh, Dirt mentioned that you guys have been kind of on the same trajectory and and competitive right off the gate. Um, I think just listening to Dirt and the way he wants to rebuild and then listening to Soup and how he's going to retool once he feels like his title window comes to the close, it will be really fun to see the next aspect on on how patient you guys are and, and then the build is how the build will unfold. And, and if you guys still stay on that same uh, you know, keep those same championship windows and rebuild windows if they keep staying aligned as you guys go through uh, the process, because, you know, you guys will will probably, you know, dirt might be a year earlier than you, but then, uh, so, you know, the Mavs have some questions after that. So it will be fun to see that unfold. We'll definitely deep uh, dive into it on future podcasts as uh, seasons un- unfold. I'm going to touch here real quick on my finals, uh, my Western Conference finals matchup. And I, uh, I had uh, a, a couple of different teams there. Um, I was with uh, the Mavs with you guys, so we were three for three there. But I thought the Grizzlies would uh, pull it off just because of the injuries catching up to Dirt's uh, Clippers. Um, and with that said, I just think, uh, once again, the Mavs are just too strong, um, too big, too talented, um, too deep. Um, and, you know, I, I think there is legitimate questions whether the Grizzlies are – Maybe, you know, are they really, uh, you know, toe-to-toe on the same level as the Mavs and Clips? I think they have some question marks on their rosters, unlike Mavs and Clips. And so uh, I, I think the Mavs win and, and carry on six games to make it to the to the finals uh, where I have them facing my Sixers. Um, 
And so let's let's chat a little bit, guys, about the finals. We have a, a mixed bunch here uh, between the three of us. We have uh, um, <clears throat> we have uh, um, you know four different teams representing uh, the two conferences. So we'll we'll let Dirt jump in first. He has the the Baby Sixers and the Baby Beast in the finals, and he has them facing the Mavs. Um, Dirt, how do you think this matchup unfolds? Where do you think, uh, where do you think the series is ultimately determined between these two teams? Oh, apologies. This is the biggest Homer podcast I've ever been a, been a part of. No, I'm kidding. It's it's pretty um, it's it's pretty crazy that the two people on the pod actually have uh, two of the top five teams in in the league right now. And I I just think if you you did it last year, you've done it once. I'm gonna make you my favorite to win the finals. You've you've actually upgraded your team. Moal has gotten better. Kraft has gotten better. And you brought in Bootsy and and Dickerson. Curlin's healthy now. You had. I think Curlin missed like 70 days and he's still got the one seed. And that alone shows me that he's got the best, you know, the deepest team in the league. Uh, when it comes to the baby beast, they're just, they are um, very uh, top heavy, I guess. I know they've got three really good big men, but I just think with bowls going to foul out pretty quickly. And I guess it, it might mean Ellis is efficient enough to really make this a series, but I'm, too worried about Kraft and Papa having a field day um, at the point guard position. And it's just, I just think the depth on the maps is too much because the, one of the biggest reasons why I lose to, to teams is because my big men get in foul trouble and then I have trash coming in and playing. And fortunately for the maps, they've got, you know, some really good bigs to where they can, they can get fouled out and they can continue to move forward. So I think this does go to seven. And I think the Mavs are going to be two-time champion. And I think the Sixers' future is bright. And if they can make it to the finals, I mean, I can see Carolina and, and the baby um, beast just being being back again next year. So I think Soup gets his two titles with this window open, and the window will fully open for the Sixers next year. And, and he'll, he'll be really good um, for the next few years. Yeah, I uh, have the same matchup as you, Dirt, and so um, you know, I I um, I'm gonna be a homer here. Fuck it, I've tried to be a uh, a pretty level-headed guy throughout the year, but I just I like my my like my Sixers. I I will say that the the Mavericks and the Sixers from Sim One to Sim Twelve were the best teams in each conference. They improved throughout the year, and I think that it's it's a mega matchup that the league deserves. And so with that said, I, I'm going to go Sixers over Mavs in seven games because of the home court advantage. Um, I think these, you have uh, a GM who went uh, in on the creation and then tweaked it a little bit year one with uh, traits. And then you have another GM who built through the draft and, and kicked creation. So it'll be uh, fun to see those teams unwind. I will say that uh, we I matched up with the Mavs late in the year, and I did like the results of that game. I liked how my bigs matched up against Soup's bigs. So uh, baby Sixers uh, begin the dynasty the year one under under uh, the Bull, Ellis, and uh, Carr regime. Um, with that being said, Soup, you have a, a different matchup than the rest of us. You uh, took the Hawks 
and the Clippers in the finals. So uh, if you want to touch a little bit on on our our prediction, go ahead. If not, uh, dive in on your your pick. Prediction? Pain. All right, anyways, Hawks, Clippers. We got a nice little preview in the last 20 days. Uh, those two teams played each other with the Hawks. Uh, pretty pretty big victories in both of those. They won by 14 points. Uh, it's worth noting that the Clippers are, of course, without the end. Uh, he's going to be a big, <clears throat> big, big valuable piece in that matchup with what the Hawks have down low. So it's going to be interesting to see uh, what the Clippers are able to do full strength against a team like the Hawks. Uh, kind of going back and forth on this. Uh, in my opinion, they're they're the two top teams, uh, the top team in the West and the top team in the East. Uh, man, I think I got to go Hawks. I uh, just I think I mean I think the Clippers may be more talented, but I just think man Nash and Devin Williams and George. Uh, come playoff time, they're really going to shine through and step up and uh, take this thing in seven games. Um, Dirt, do you have any thoughts on that? I know you. No, uh, I, I you got think, a different uh, final. I think you're. I think you're right, man. I, unfortunately, I, I think the East is better than me. Uh, I think I match up um, a little bit better with the Western teams because we're all three similar. So if I, if I do make it to the the finals. I do worry. I mean, Nash is just going to eat my lunch. Uh, just I'll have to change up my depth charts and try to maybe put Riva at small forward against Nash to try to slow him down. I think our bigs are, um, you know, very similar. Like, I think Williams is really a younger Hines. I, I really do. I, I've been watching him since last season. They're both, you know, do the same thing well. And so my best player isn't even his best, you know, Williams ain't even his best player. So I think I might have a deeper roster than him, but I just think the best player in the series might win. And, and that's Nash. So I, I heck, I, I, I think the Hawk, I slept on him and I think you're right. I, I like your predictions for Hawks to, you know, to win it all. We've seen worse, worse teams win. I think they're right there in the mix. They've got fracks and, They've got the the big man down low to really bring home a championship. Right, right. I mean, yeah. It's, regardless, I think whoever, whatever teams is going to make it to the finals, there that it's going to be it's going to be fun, exciting series. But uh, anyways, all right. Uh, we went a little longer than I thought we would there. Uh, thanks to Dirt and thanks to Banks for joining for the for the playoff preview. If people like this, maybe it's something we could do on a year to year basis. Uh, is there anything you want to say uh, to the GMs? Maybe uh, maybe a trade plea for next season or maybe some closing thoughts before we sign off here. Yeah, this is this is Dirty's last dance. He's he's already, you know, picked out the producer and he's he's already got the footage in and we're hoping to have the confetti fall and drink the champagne and and get ready for next season. This will be definitely Pee Wee and Greek ends farewell tour. So I hope to send them off with, with a championship ring. So if you need a Heinz or Reeve or anybody, you come, uh, come hit me up. Thanks for having me on soup. It was, it was a good, uh, it's, it's pretty crazy. All three of us have competitive teams. So I'm trying not to be too homerish. And, uh, I think all, I think there is legit seven teams that can win this, win this season. I won't be surprised if the Grizzlies, the Cougars, any of these teams win to win this season. All right. Well, I guess that's all. Until tomorrow, uh, I want to thank Banks for uh, running this smooth ship as uh, as usual. 
Uh, he's uh, having some baby issues at the moment, so he had to step away. So for Banks, uh, Dirty Joe, and myself, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see you in the playoffs. I'm rich. I'm rich, bitch. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.